5, 5, 4, 4, 3, 3, 2, 1, 1. We have ignition. Strap in. Good evening, Brian Tarvin here, Weigh-In Sports, back live on air. We've been out a couple of weeks, a little sickness going on, and been out of town for the uh, Mississippi State-Auburn game last weekend, so it's just been a very bad couple of weeks, kind of busy, not bad, but just very busy. Um, glad to be back. We have a lot to go over tonight. It seems like a lot's happened in the world of football since we We've last joined you a couple weeks ago. Since then, you know, Auburn's caught fire on offense. They're starting to play good. Georgia is in the top four or five in the country, which I think is a joke we'll talk about tonight. Oklahoma chokes again against an unranked team at home, 30-plus points. We're going to talk all about some college football tonight. We're going to go over the new AP Top 10. And when I say AP, remember this show, no matter where my team's ranked or where yours is ranked, we always go to the AP poll. I'll do coaches just to compare sometimes if something's way off. The AP is pretty close to the coaches this week. The only difference is Auburn is number 10 in the AP, 11 in the coaches. Where the the AP thought, you know what, Auburn's in the top 10, Miami, that went over Florida State. That team looked bad. So I think they're they're at 11 by default until they lose a game, really. It's just hard for me to see moving Miami right now into a top 10 game or a top 10 ranking with wins over nobody except for a Florida State team that's just decimated. We'll talk about the, the Seminoles tonight. I bet Jonathan's having some, some bad days watching college football. It's, it's nothing worse than watching your team struggle. Trust me, I've been there a lot. Done it a lot. It's not fun during football season. We're going to talk about the vice president today getting up and leaving the Indy San Francisco game. Get your thoughts. Jason will be with us tonight. We'll talk about his Oregon Ducks falling short against Washington State. You know, Oregon, they've got a chance to redeem themselves. The quarterback's been out against Stanford. Will they go on the road and win, or will this be uh, the time of year where it starts spiraling out of control for Oregon without their quarterback. So we'll talk about that big game this weekend coming up at Auburn LSU on the road. That's a tough place. Um, I don't even think Quinn was born the last time Auburn won there, but we'll, we'll talk about that game. I was in college the last time Auburn beat LSU in Baton Rouge. So welcome, everybody. If you'd like to call in, 646 Five five six four. Let's let's jump right into the AP top ten real quick. Starting at one, Alabama. The majority of the votes. It's really hard to argue that Alabama is not the number one team in the country. Number two, Clemson. Number three, a team that and I think is overrated a little bit. But Penn State's at three. They're winning and they they look good. Georgia's at four. I disagree with that ranking. I have Washington ahead of Georgia. I think Washington right now. Is, is better than Georgia. AP has Washington at five, TCU at six, Wisconsin getting better and better at seven, 
with no schedule. Let's remember, Wisconsin doesn't play anybody the rest of the season, so they're going to be 12-0 and heading into the championship. But when they get dropped, then they'll be out of the conversation. Washington State comes in at number eight after impressive wins over Southern Cal and Oregon. Ohio State, everybody's falling in love with them again because they're beating the uh, the sucky teams of the Big Ten by 50 points. So they're at number nine, Auburn at 10. And less notables, Notre Dame at 16. Notre Dame's one of those teams I'm starting to hear mentioned about if they went out. I mean, if they went out, guys, Notre Dame's in the playoffs. There's not a doubt in my mind. The only loss would come early in the season against Georgia. What Notre Dame's in the playoff if they went out. It's going to be tough with that schedule, but if they do it, there's nobody can argue that Notre Dame doesn't deserve to be in there. So that's really it. You look at some people that fell out. You saw Florida fall out. Uh, Texas Tech's up to 24. Navy cracked the top 25. Michigan State makes their presence known at 21 after upsetting Michigan on the road. And we'll talk tonight about Jim Harbaugh. Is he the most overrated football coach of all time? I mean, this guy, people think he walked on water and the guy can't get a first down to save his life. This is his fourth year, I think, third or fourth year. I mean, for God's sake. I mean, am I, am I crazy to think Jeff Harbaugh is, is overrated? I mean, the guy can't coach. His team sucks, and they can't score points. They beat Florida early in the season, but we, we saw yesterday Florida's garbage, and most of the SEC's garbage. So you can't really act like Florida's a, a great win that time of the year. So there's three teams in the SEC, and the rest of them are – they're just teams. I don't know what to say. But, but you know what? That's what I looked at most conferences this year. There's not really many. You look at the ACC, there's Clemson. There's nobody else. You look at the SEC, there's Alabama, Georgia, and Auburn. And they, they have a chance to win it. They're pretty good teams. The Big Ten, you've got Penn State, Wisconsin, and Ohio State. I'm not going to even say Michigan because I just don't think they're that good. But Ohio State, Penn State, and Wisconsin, those teams have a chance to, to make the playoff. Michigan, they're just not going to do it. They don't they don't have the talent right now to be able to compete with those teams. The Pac-12, I mean, you've got Washington State that I don't think is going to make it as far. They may, but Washington, I think they're the clear favorite to win the Pac-12. The Big 12, TCU, yeah, I'm just not buying it right now. They're, they're a decent little team, but the Big 12 is garbage. Let's let me ask Quinn what he thinks about the Big 12. Quinn, I looked at Oklahoma, loses a 30-point favorite at home yesterday. I look at the Big 12 conference overall, and I'm just not that impressed. Yeah, uh, it'll be it'll be interesting if a one-loss team uh, wins that conference and if they get in or, or not. Mm, I don't think so. That's a good question. That's a good point. Oklahoma, how can you forgive, Quinn, uh, your 31-something point favorite at home when you lose? You give up. I mean, the, the problem about, you know, like Auburn in the past and Oklahoma now and the years past, the defense, they don't have a defense that they can rely on. If Auburn's struggling on defense they or offense, their defense can hold them in a game. Oklahoma's really can't, Quinn. That's the problem. When you don't have a defense, your offense has to be clicking on all cylinders 12 weeks in a row, and I just don't think Oklahoma can. Well, and I and I would say their offense was clicking. 31 points isn't isn't bad. 
31 it, it points is when you're favored you over the 30 game. points. It is when you're favored 30-plus points. I mean, they, they should have put up – they're expected to put up 50 on Iowa State, and they put up That's 30. True. Or what, what, what was it? How many did they put up? 31? 31. But you're right. If you score 31 points against a team that you're a lot better than, you should win. And, and I think that proves my point even more. The defense for Oklahoma is just – Wretched, man. I mean, it's it's terrible. Watch the Texas-Oklahoma game next weekend. That'll be probably the worst two defenses you've ever seen step foot on the field. Are you starting to believe me when I said before the season that Texas could win the game? Yeah, I believe you. I believe you. Yeah, I laughed at you when you said that. I think Jonathan laughed at you. I think, I think yeah. everybody laughed at you. And yeah. I'm still going to laugh at you until it happens, you know. I'm not wrong until I'm wrong. <laughs> but it, it could happen. It could happen, Quinn. Texas is uh, Texas is getting better. I think they're getting better, but they're still a long way away. They're an eight-point underdog to Oklahoma. Imagine Oklahoma coming out after a loss. They're going to come out firing on all cylinders. It just seems like Oklahoma struggles the week before the Texas game. It just seems like they lay an egg. And um, that's what they did. Yeah, they yeah they did, and I just wanted to say, I think I was right about something. I'm the only like Auburn fan out there who didn't overreact after that Clemson game, and I said, watch the offense heat up. You know, Quinn, what I happened? I was talking to my wife about after the Clemson game, and I went through some numbers. And I went through I was like, tend to struggle the first three or four games of the year. They start getting the rhythm. But luckily for Auburn, they, they've had a chance to get into that rhythm and win. You know, Clemson was a, a big test to see where we were on the road at night. That's just crazy with a quarterback that in two years. I think you're right. You didn't overreact. But, but right now, do you see Auburn getting better? Uh, I see the offense. Finally, this weekend was the time that I've seen them actually uh, run along between the tackles, blocking the way they did. Against Mississippi State, I wasn't impressed last weekend the way they ran, but I think they're starting to finally click, Quinn. Well, you have to keep in mind, the well, the offensive line with their new combination, they're just starting to gel last weekend. And then, and then the running backs haven't been healthy last I mean, carry-on still was like at 85% last last weekend for yeah. Mississippi State. So, I mean, I mean, you should have been impressed with the offense because when was – since when has Auburn had the passing attack that they have? With Chip Winnie, well, he's brought in this new dimension of the passing attack, and it's, it's awesome. Like, yeah. I didn't mind seeing that. Like, I loved it. Yeah. You're right. I mean, and that's one thing I was about to say when you said that. I was impressed with the protection Stidham's getting. I'm very impressed that he's leading the SEC in quarterback efficiency and percentage after having that 11 sack game against Clemson, knocked down 23 times. I mean, it's the the passing game. And what's good about Auburn's passing game, Quinn? You know, having a dual threat, not having the really true dual threat quarterback. 
he's taking the he's he's taking the top off these defenses. They're having to respect that passing game because he's getting every receiver involved. And I don't know if you noticed or not. I, I think the running backs are start to are about to start playing a big big factor in the games out of the backfield when they're throwing it to them. I think you're going to see it in Baton Rouge. I think they've. They've held Cam Martin back a little bit. I think they're going to break him out against LSU this weekend. But, but Quinn, I don't think I've ever seen a time where Auburn's thrown to all these different receivers and how they're getting a lot better uh, catching the football, running the routes, and blocking all at the same time. Yeah, well, I think I think Stidham is the most well-rounded quarterback in the SEC. He can throw it really well. He's very efficient. He can throw the deep ball like no other. And he can and he can scramble when he needs to, and he's not terribly slow. So I think he's, he's the most well-rounded quarterback in the SEC. And when you have that, and when you get time, and you let the and you and on these deep routes like they had against Mississippi State when they used them, uh, I mean, you give him time, and he's going to be able to complete the pass. I mean, there's almost every yeah. Almost every throw, almost he can almost make every throw. So, well, the thing I like about him, he's very confident. He just seems not to get rattled. I mean, hell, anybody would have got rattled against Clemson, but he seemed to have uh, kept it together. But this offense is starting to catch up with the defense, Quinn. And when it does, I mean, how are you going to stop this Auburn team with Carry On and Cam Petway healthy? and all these receivers with this quarterback with a defense that can shut your ass down. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, Auburn's defense is for real, and I think it's only going to get better and better. And, I mean, they're picking a great time to peak. I mean, they haven't even come close to peaking yet. I think about the A&M games when you're going to start seeing Auburn really start um, playing full full games. But, but I think the main thing we're people are overlooking about Auburn right now Win. For three straight weeks, Auburn has got to play their third-string people a lot of playing time. And tell me about – think about that. We played three SEC games, and we've had our backups and walk-ons in getting playing time right now. How special is that? How rare is that? Yeah, it's a big – I mean, this LSU game coming up, man, it kind of scares me. I don't – Well, what, what, what do you think the line is on that game? I've already saw it. It's it's nine. It's down. Nine it, it opened favorite. at six. It went up to nine and a half, and it's down to about seven, seven and a half. Quinn, I mean, look, let's let's get real. We won't preview all the way yet, but you look at LSU. How are they going to score on Auburn's defense enough to to win that football game? That's really – I just can't imagine. They struggled to score on a pissy Florida team yesterday. And, I mean, Florida's god-awful. And I'm glad that LSU won that game because had they not beaten Florida, we'd be playing a night game in Baton Rouge. Did did Geis play yesterday? Yeah, he did. He's not 100%. He's not 100%. That's another thing. I mean, look, we're going to sack that quarterback about 12 times. He's going to look like Stidham against Clemson, I think. That's about what's about to happen to these guys. How do you think our offensive line will do against their defensive line? And have you heard an update on uh, Horton? 
Horton's probably he's big, he's dunged up, he's banged up. He's he's gonna be back. But uh, the good thing about all the offensive line, it's very deep. Yeah, I think so. It's I'll know more tomorrow night about about the injuries. But how do I sound? Do I sound okay, Quinn? Yeah, you do. But so, do you think Auburn will do fine against LSU's defensive line, the offensive line? Well, I, I do. The thing is, when you go on the road against a team like LSU, you have to be able to protect because LSU is going to come out with all these blitzes. They're going to come out and try to, you know, raise some hell on Auburn. Auburn has to protect early. Um, they've got to keep LSU off balance. I think they'll be fine. The thing is, you can't get behind LSU by a lot of points on the road. Then you're going to really get in trouble with turnovers, possibly. And that line's down to about six now. I think the line, Auburn's seven, six, somewhere around in there. So I think a lot of people bet on Auburn to push it up to nine, and now people are starting to take LSU. They're probably starting to middle it. I think that point spread will end up at about seven. I think Auburn ended up about a seven-point favorite in that game. You think about that, Quinn. Before the season started, LSU was Auburn Baton Rouge. The line has moved 19 points, really, if you think about it. That's, an, that's, yeah, that's crazy. Right? Mm-hmm. If you'd have told me before the season started that Auburn would be a, a nine-point favorite in Baton Rouge, I would have laughed at you. I mean, I wouldn't have. Thought that was even possible, but I think Vegas is smart enough to realize the matchup issues and everything. It's going to be a tough game, but I think after this LSU, if Auburn can beat LSU, I think you're going to see the end of LSU this year. I think you may even see the end of Ed Orgeron by the end of the season because they're not going to tolerate losing to Troy and losing to Auburn at home. I mean, that'd be two home games in a row for LSU to lose. I mean, that's unheard of, Quinn, when you start thinking of LSU football. They don't lose at home. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's true. That's true. But I don't think I don't think they're going to get rid of. I think they're going to give that another season. I uh, just from what their athletic director seems like, I don't think they're going to fire yeah, him this year. No, no matter how he does. Well, that's the problem. They need to fire the AD. I mean, that's the one hired to serve of. I mean, <laughs> that's who they need to fire. And then you'll definitely see another coach bring in. Ed Orgeron is not a head coach of football. He's not. He's a he's a defensive coordinator, defensive line coach. Hell, he's not even a coordinator. He's a defensive line coach. that acts like Farmer Fran off Waterboy and motivates <laughs> players. Well, you, you, you can't motivate players 12 weeks in a row and they can't even understand you. So, uh, and and you know me, Quinn. I have to say I'm right about this. I've always talked about the Ed Orgeron hire. Remember how bad yeah, I thought you it was. Have. Yeah. yeah, I'm just not a big fan of Ed Orgeron. I mean, he's a he's a joke. <laughs> and I think Kevin Sumlin is going to get the raw end of the deal. They're going to end up firing him, and they're not going to be able to find a coach better than Kevin Sumlin, Quinn. No, I don't know. I I think after yesterday's performance, may have saved his job. If he can beat Mississippi State and like LSU, or even maybe one of the two, like let's say, um, his only loss the rest of the season is to 
Auburn, uh, he probably keeps his job. Because yeah, I that think would they be lose what? to Florida he, this weekend, too. A&M's so, so defense Quinn, if, seems if they to be to getting Florida, better. If they lose to Florida, just say, and they lose to Auburn, and they lose to, who else, Mississippi State. So if they finish 7-5, and five, what do you think will happen to them? Uh, th- then it's in question. I I think he has to go nine and three or eight and four, which I feel he can. I feel I feel they can beat. Uh, I feel they can beat Florida. They're actually they're actually progressing throughout the season with this freshman quarterback. I think I think um I think the A and M's defense is good enough, and their offense is good enough to uh to beat Florida. Florida's well, offense the problem. is in big trouble. Yeah, here's the problem with A&M, and this is, and I'm going off trends, and I'm not saying you're right. I think the Alabama game, actually, if you're looking to fire someone after that game, you're like, well, shit, we just played a team that's beating people by 60 points, played them within a touchdown, and we lost the UCLA game to start the season, and we were up by 30-plus points. And I think you're right on that, but what I think is going to happen, if history is right, and it could change, if A&M goes down after that Alabama game, you know the second half of the season is usually where A&M struggles the most. They lose four out yeah. of six to, to end the year. I think I, I could see that happening. I'm going to pull up their schedule real quick as we're but talking di- and, and just look at it. But the, but the difference is this year, Tarvin, is usually when Bama beats them, Bama beats them down. That didn't help them. I think that could have helped them with confidence. Usually, usually they're devastated after that, and then it goes all downhill because they can't recover because they got their butts whooped. This game, they they didn't get their butts whooped. They held Bama to twenty seven points, and they put nineteen points up on Bama. Who can say? I mean. Yeah. Bama's whooped on everyone this season, and A&M can say, hey, we hung in there. We made it a game. I think that'll yeah, give them that's confidence. A good point. Well, here's the rest of their schedule. Let's just look at it. They're 4-2 and two right now. They lost that first one 45-44. Um, I think if A&M had come in 5-0 and last night and lost, I think that could hurt them. But the fact is, Quinn, hold on, I don't know why this computer started the volume. But the thing is, nobody was talking about A&M before that game. I mean, nobody was even mentioning them. They were a 27-point underdog, and I, I took the 27 because that's stupid to, to give up that many points. But they have Florida on the road. The hangover after this will be the key. If, if A&M loses this game, Quinn, I think they're going to lose the next two after that. I think they're going to lose – if they lose yeah. to Florida, they're going to lose at home to Mississippi State and Auburn. I do think that. So that would put them at five losses right there with Ole Miss and LSU coming up. So why is uh, why is A&M playing LSU? Okay, I'm sorry. I was thinking Mississippi State. So two road games to end the year against Ole Miss, which I don't think they're going to be. I think they'll get better, but they still won't beat A&M. But at Baton Rouge, so you could look at a 6-16, six and six team, Quinn. If they lost to Florida State, Auburn, and LSU, then you're really – I don't think they will, but history tells me that's what could happen. You could. They could. But I think they beat Florida. 
Oh, and that Mississippi State game could be a really good game. I mean, in the that Mississippi State game's at home, so I think they win that game. Yeah. I, th- I think they split between the home games of Mississippi State and Auburn, so I think they win. I think they beat Mississippi well, State. Well, I'm going to tell you why I feel pretty good about the A&M game this far out. I mean, it's, every game's tough on the road, but I think the difference between Alabama and Auburn, the way they match up, is Auburn's offense is a lot more difficult to contain. I mean, they have so much eye candy going on, so much motion. They can throw the ball with accuracy, where Jalen Hurts couldn't throw 10 yards without hitting the damn ground or going over somebody's head. So I, I think when you look at your defense against Alabama, it's more straight up, and I think that's what will help Auburn against Alabama is is being able to line up and say, okay, we know what you're doing. You're running it right at us. You're going to throw a little play action or something. But I think A&M matched up well with Alabama. I don't think they'll match up well with Auburn. I don't think they'll match up well with Mississippi State. Um, I could be wrong, though. But uh, I was very impressed with A&M last night, the way – the way they came back and fought hard. And that makes me a little nervous about the game, honestly, in a couple of weeks, Glenn. I'm glad we have a bye week before we we do that. But Kevin Sumlin right now, you and I both are saying, as of right now, his job's safe as of tonight. If he does what he's supposed to do the rest of the year, he'll keep his job. Um, and I'm with you. I think that helped save his job last night. If he'd have got dumpster – if he'd have got donkey stomp, by 40 out of the stadium, that'd have fired him today, probably. But uh, I think you wake up this morning, you got to be proud about A&M, what they're doing with that young quarterback to be able to to hold up against Bama. But knowing Saban, he's probably like, hell, we're going to let him play close so we can keep him in the conference longer. That's probably what Saban thinks. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, I don't think so. I, I'm joking. I think I'm Sa- joking. Yeah. I mean, Saban's not even happy when his team wins by 60 points. So, <laughs> Saban is uh, I'm sure. Aaron Rodgers driving right now on the Cowboys. We're going to switch gears a little bit and go to NFL and come back to college and, and talk some okay. things. But uh, in the NFL, Quinn, I know you love the NFL. We'll bring Jason on in a few minutes when we talk about the Ducks as well. Jason, when you want on, hit number one, buddy. Uh, Carolina today. I don't know. Did you watch that game? No, but I I looked at the score and the stats. Uh, Cam lit it up. I was happy for him. Yeah, those referees, man. My God. I mean, I've never seen such – I mean, it was bad. It was so bad that Carolina was up 27 to 10. If they were kicking like a 52-yard field goal, the clock ran out for about two seconds. It was already a zero. Well, Carolina snapped it and missed it, and the referees never blew the whistle. And I was like, what? Yeah, and I was like, man, they just they were trying to – I mean, they were – every time Carolina did something as a hold or a personal foul. So I was getting aggravated watching the game, but Cam Newton, my God. You know, everybody thought with a controversy coming out this past this weekend that or this past week that he wouldn't do well. Twenty six of thirty three, three hundred fifty five yards, three touchdowns against a a good Detroit Lions team, Quinn. But the surprise of the day 
was Ed Dixon, the tight end, the backup to Greg Olson, five receptions for 175 yards. I think Carolina hit him early and just got him off balance. Speaking of off balance, Aaron Rodgers, with a minute left, drove the length of the field, scored a touchdown to go up on the Cowboys with 11 seconds left, Glenn. My God, yeah, he's I'm the watching. best quarterback in the NFL, buddy. I know you hate him, but good Lord. I don't good. hate him. I, I know he's good, but <laughs> I I think Tom Brady's the best quarterback in the NFL. I think Rodgers is right now? second. Right now, you think Brady's better than Rodgers? At 40? Uh, Brady knows how yeah. to win better, better hey, than I can't argue with you. I can't argue Rogers. with you. I'm just asking. I'm just, I'm just asking – you know, I think Rodgers is the best quarterback, but if Cam keeps playing like this, Quinn, I don't see anybody beating him. But but the thing I see about Carolina that I don't like, they're like Malzahn runs that team or something. They'll get up big, and all of a sudden they'll go into the crapper until a team comes back and makes it a game. That's, that's where I don't like Rivera, and I don't like that team like that because they play too conservative when they get up. But the biggest thing that surprised me today, if I'd have told you, Quinn, that Carolina would have run for about 20 damn yards, would you have thought they'd have won that game? <laughs> no. Exactly. I mean, I wouldn't have either. And Stewart only had uh, – he had 21 yards rushing. <laughs> Newton had zero. 28 yards rushing. Now, that's not Carolina football right there. And, and I think what happened was, you know, Detroit thought they were going to come in like they normally do and try to run down your throat. And guess what? They they hit deep down the field with a tight end, and it really caught them off guard. So kudos to Carolina going on the road, beating a Detroit. That's two weeks in a row, Quinn. They went on the road as a nine-point dog and beat New England at Foxborough last week. And then they come back and beat Detroit. Now they get to play Philadelphia. What do you think of the Carolina Panthers to date? They're four and one, uh, and the biggest thing is they're three and zero away from home. Yeah, uh, I, I believe mean, they're kind of they're kind of playing like what, what I kind of thought they would before the season. They're looking good. Their defense seems to be back to kind of where it was two years ago. So as long as Cam can stay healthy in the team stays healthy overall I, I think they could be well, a possible threat in the NFC well the, what, what I liked about it is you know he's dumping it off to six seven people it's not like he's throwing to one guy you got Greg Olson's out and you're having an actual upgrade at tight I think that's the biggest loss Carolina needs I don't know when he's coming back Quinn if he is but having that having Greg Olson on third down is almost a given to get a first down with him. Um, I really like what he does, how he how he plays the game. That hurts, but right now you've got a younger tight end coming in and making a big impact. So now when you prepare for Carolina, you got to really watch the tight end. You have to watch the the receivers. Funches had a big day back home with a touchdown, fifty three yards. Uh, this I was just very impressed with the way this team played. Yeah, they let they let off the gas when they got up big, but Quinn, that happens, you know. But the penalties, I'm trying to find the penalty yards real quick in this game. I wanted to run this. You got to remember that Carolina had the fewest amount of penalties in the NFL coming into the day. They had nine penalties on the first damn drive, I think. 
defense and offense. No, I'm serious. I'm going to pull it up right quick. I mean, it was bad. When I'm sitting there looking at it, like, holy crap. They had 11 penalties for 100 yards, Quinn. This is a team that gets like one or two a game. Uh, Detroit had one penalty for 10 yards. Now, you tell me who was getting blocked. Well, well, Cam is always getting refed. Oh, my gosh. You can't throw it back again like that, can you? Yeah, you can. Hold on. (laughs) We got the Cal-Stanford game going live here. Oops, it's over. Hold on, that's a fumble. Look, he's going. (laughs) I'm sorry. I had to to see what was going on here. But, yeah, we had a – hold on just a second, Quinn. Yeah, we had a, a fun time watching these penalties. 11 penalties for 100 yards. And you know what? The best thing was Carolina never turned the ball over today. That was a a perfect game, like, from, from the turnover standpoint. So, Carolina plays yeah. Philly on Thursday night football. That will be a, a big game for Carolina. Coming back home on a Thursday night, I'm trying to get to the other scores today. Uh, Green Bay just beat Dallas. That was a, a big win for Green Bay on the road. I picked that one, too. So I'm glad to pick the Packers and see them beat Dallas. I think Dallas is in for a long season. I do. I just don't think they're that good. Um, the Bills went down. The Bills have been surprising this year, Quinn. They go down to Cincinnati and lose. Uh, that's the problem with the Bills. They have to beat teams they're supposed to beat. Uh, the Niners lost in overtime to the Colts. Nothing big there that often beat the Titans. Um, big news out of the Giants world, Odell Beckham, they lost 27-22 to Chargers, but he broke his ankle, Quinn. How big of a loss is that? I mean, I don't think the Giants may win a football game. Yeah, that's big, and I feel bad for him. That's that's horrible. Yeah, I mean, he needs to quit dancing in the end zone, acting stupid and – I mean, I know it's bad that it happens, and but I just he just gets on my nerves watching him play. But I don't want anybody to be hurt like that. Um, the Eagles thirty-four to seven over the Cardinals wins, no problem there. Jacksonville in the surprising game of the day, they go on the road to Pittsburgh and beat Ben Roethlisberger and guys thirty to nine. What what's going on in in Pittsburgh, Quinn? I just think there's a problem in that locker room ever since. Um, Ever since that kneeling down for the anthem or, or whatever, I think the lineman came out by himself. There's just been a problem ever since that day. Well, I think it's more to it. I think Big Ben is just starting to show his age, which happens. I just I just think he's not the same guy that, that he used to be. I just think uh, age has caught up to him, so he can't do everything that he used to do or not as well as he used to do it. And that's what I think is happening. Yeah, I just think there's uh, – in that game today, I mean, Leonard Fournette, 181 yards and two touchdowns. Man, he's a beast. Good Lord. I'm glad he's in the NFL and not at LSU. That guy is a monster. <laughs> he is. He is. Well, well, the Seahawks went on the road and – showed the Rams that they're still the best team in the division today, uh, 16-10 to 10 win. I think both of those teams should 
quit football. Watching those two teams made me thank God for a team that can complete a pass and uh, and run the football. It's just I, those are two bad teams to me. I'm sorry. Uh, big game tonight, Chiefs and Texans in Houston. Who do you got, Quinn? I'm going to take the Texans to pull an upset tonight against the Chiefs. Short rest for the Chiefs. Texans seem to uh, – Watson seems to be playing good. I like him tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm, take, I'm taking the Texans, too. The Texans could be a real threat with their defense, and if Watson can stay healthy, I, I think they could – I think they could – possibly make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I like uh the Bears tomorrow night. Call me crazy. Uh, I really like the Bears to win uh tomorrow night against the Vikings. I think the Bears are not as bad as as some people think. You know, if they can win tomorrow night, Quinn, they're two and one at home and they're two and three on the year. So there's some hope in the Bears if they can win tomorrow night. Yeah, this is probably the most excited I've been about a Bears game since early last season. I'm excited to see what <laughs> Trubisky can what Trubisky can do. I've been wanting him to start since week one. I wish I wish he would have been named the starter from the beginning of the regular season. And now it's finally took till uh, week five to do it, so I'm exci- I'm excited to see what he can do, and I think he'll have more success than Glennon has had, which is all I can ask for. It's gonna be fun. I mean, it's it's gonna be fun to see. That's all I can tell you. And I'll be watching it tomorrow yeah. night. I don't watch many. I don't watch many Monday night games, but I do like watching the Bears play. So let, let's go over to college and go over some lines before we go over the games this past weekend for the upcoming weekend. Quinn, I'm not very impressed with the football games in college football. It's like after that first weekend or so, this went to the crapper. I mean, yeah, what is going on in college but, football? But what you have to keep in mind is nowadays, and you should have learned this over the past couple of years, is, yeah, the matchups may not look good, but – a lot of these teams are inconsistent, and a lot of these teams are catching up because of good coaches being at these uh, smaller schools are not known for having good football teams. So some of these games that may not look like good, look like good games actually end up being good games, like that yeah. Iowa State-Oklahoma game. It wasn't supposed to be yeah, good, but yeah. it, it was good. Baylor-Oklahoma a couple weeks ago, so... You just never know. That's a good point. I mean, I'm talking about games that that you look at. Yeah, and I say, get it. God, I can't, I can't miss that game. I can't like Auburn, Clemson, Bama, Florida State, you know, Michigan, Florida. But you're right. The thing we've always talked about, Quinn, on this show is when you think nothing's going to happen, that's when it happens. And you know, this weekend probably the same. I mean. Oklahoma never thought nobody in the world picked Iowa State to beat Oklahoma. Nobody. I mean, that's one of the, you can't see, and that's what worried me about Ole Miss yesterday when Auburn was playing. I was like, guys, you just never know. I mean, like, you just never know what can happen. This weekend, though, there's some decent games. I think Michigan's in trouble on the road at, at Indiana. I'm going to go ahead and take Indiana at seven early, and. uh probably buy it up to seven and a half. I think Indiana, Quinn, wins that game outright. I like that game. 
I think Michigan's in some deep trouble. But what do you think about Florida State going on the road to Duke? Seven-point favorite in this one. I mean, Florida State, are they just bad? Or if, if they had their quarterback, what do you think they'd be doing right now? That's hard to predict. If they had their quarterback, I think their only loss would be to Alabama. I think they would end up – I would think they would have beaten North Carolina State. They would have beaten Miami. And so – and then they would, and then I think they would have beat Wake Forest. I think they would have whooped to Wake Forest. So I, yeah. I think, I think their own, I think they would be in very good position right now with their only loss to Bama. But I mean, once the quarterback went down, I thought they were in. I thought they were in some trouble. I'm with you. I think I think they would be undefeated right now, and I think that Clemson game would be a lot bigger. Uh, it's kind of like Florida State and Clemson this year in Tallahassee reminds me of Auburn and LSU in a way. I think that's the game that you know everybody thought preseason would be uh, the killer for Auburn, and really the the game for Clemson. I don't think it's going to be that way for either team, but you can't ever count out Florida State. They got they're probably the most talented team every time they step on the field with somebody besides Alabama or Clemson. They're right up there with them. So you can't really, you know, count them out. Let's look at, over the other scope of college football coming out this weekend. We talked about Auburn. and Go ahead, Quinn. Speaking of Clemson, I think Kelly Bryant is injured, which depending how severe that is, that could be huge. Yeah, it could because, and I think Clemson struggles too, Quinn, with what you said earlier about consistency sometimes. And Clemson is known to lose. You saw them lose last year. Who did they lose to? Pittsburgh at home. I mean, they they should have lost about four games. But Clemson could easily lose on the road to Syracuse or something with their quarterback hurt. I mean, that, yeah. that changes everything. And the other games this weekend: Oklahoma at Texas, or it's a neutral site. Ohio State, Nebraska, don't think that'll be a big one. Alabama, Arkansas, that's going to be a dog whipping right there. That's going to be a, a, a killing right there. Good Lord. Georgia, Missouri, imagine how bad that's going to be. Good Lord. I mean, just looking at the games, Florida A&M is a great game. That'll be uh, – that's going to be at nighttime in, in the swamp. That's why I like uh, – that's why I like Florida to win that game. Here's one I want to ask you about, Quinn. LA, or excuse me, Tennessee off a of bye week. They've got a noon kickoff on ESPN against South Carolina. If Butch Jones think, comes out and loses, what happens? Uh, this is a must-win for him to keep his job because. And and I think the worst possible. And I think uh, what'll happen is, I think South Carolina beats them by like fourteen points, and Tennessee fans will be losing their losing their minds. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think you have to look. You're not going to beat Alabama probably, but the only shot you have to beat Alabama is to not have Butch Jones on that sideline. That's honestly the truth. So I think if South Carolina beats them, you got to fire Butch Jones. You have to 
put somebody interim head coach and hopefully they rally around it. Because I really think the reason Tennessee's not playing well is because of their coach. I think they quit on their coach. I don't think they really respect him or believe in him, and I just don't think he can motivate him, Quinn. That's the problem. You don't lose 41 to nothing at home against Georgia if you're motivated. I mean, hell, Tennessee's got just as much talent if you look at it, but they just can't play. Butch Jones will be fired next Sunday. We'll be coming on this show Sunday night talking about Butch Jones losing his job if they lose. Yeah, I, I yeah we, we that's a very good possibility. Uh, yeah, I thought that game all dependent on all dependent all dependent on how uh, South Carolina looked against Arkansas. And they killed Arkansas, so I th- I think they're going to go into Tennessee and handle business. Who won the Minnesota game yesterday? Minnesota and. Uh... Who do they play? Purdue, Purdue ended up winning. Uh, Minnesota was going for a game tying. They were down by a touchdown, and then they were going for uh, a game tie, a game tying TD, and then the QB threw an INT, and Purdue won 31-17. But oh, it's a pretty close game. Well, I think Minnesota next weekend – Next Saturday, they're going to beat Michigan State. And uh, I, I agree. That's really, that's really going to make that Michigan game look real bad uh, to Michigan. So, I, I mean, Oregon coming back. I mean, this game's at 11 p.m. Eastern, for God's sake. And you have to be a Oregon Duck fan or a football fanatic to stay up and watch Stanford and Oregon. 11 p.m., Quinn. That's what time it comes off. That's ten my time. Uh, I may watch. I may, yeah, I may watch that game. Yeah, I'll watch it for about a quarter and see what it's like before I pass out. But I think Oregon's in trouble going on the road to Stanford, Quinn. I, I just after losing their quarterback and and losing that game, I want to see how the Oregon Ducks respond. I don't think I don't think Stanford's a good game to bounce back from. Right now, do you? No, and, and Stanford's starting to click. I was, I actually had Stanford losing to Utah and Utah, and they and they won that game and looked pretty good. Their defense um, looks like it's getting better. So, yeah, I think Oregon's in trouble. Plus, Stan, plus that Stanford's homecoming game. So they're probably yeah, going to be. I think you're right. Even more motivated. I think you're right. Stanford's it really is. starting to click, and and they're um, they're kind of like Auburn. They're slow out of the gate. Stanford, if you're going to beat them, it's always early in the season. Uh, Stanford's starting to click now. They're starting to play defense, run the football, some play action. Watch out for Stanford in the Pac-12. It's not going to be easy to get through them if you're if you're uh, anybody that's trying to win the Pac-12. You're going to have to go through Stanford. That's going to be tough. Uh, here's a game that I think. Uh, I think Vegas missed this game right here. Miami's favored seven over Georgia Tech coming off a bye week. I don't know. I think Georgia Tech may beat them, Quinn. I I just like Georgia I Tech agree. the way they play. And Miami's terrible. I'm sorry. I, I hate to offend Miami fans. I watched them play. Florida State almost beat you with a backup quarterback in. 
I mean, and you, you, you're, you're jumping them in the top ten. I mean, I, I get it. Somebody's got to be up in the top ten, Quinn. But Miami, to me, they haven't done anything. The AP had it right. They didn't have to be the top ten. The coaches bowl, of course, they always screw up and put put people in that shouldn't be. But uh, I don't know. Miami, to me, they're not a very good football team. Yeah, they, they, I thought they were going to look better against Florida State, and they didn't. And I actually thought they were going to lose the game. <laughs> I'm like, and when when Florida State scored with a little over a minute left, I'm like, oh, this game's over. And then Miami pulled it out, pulled it out of their out of their butt to win. But yeah, they they didn't look too good, and and I don't know. I think now the Richard effect will happen where they'll end up losing a couple. They'll end up losing th- two. Two to four games. Yeah, yeah, they. I think they will too. I think they will. The Notre Dame Irish won yesterday. They look good, thirty-three to ten on the road at North Carolina. That's, I mean, that's a tough game. Anytime you go on the road, and Notre Dame's starting to click. Quinn, the uh, the Georgia loss isn't looking as bad now uh, with Notre Dame. I think. Notre Dame's starting to get confidence right now because Georgia is so good, and they lost that by what one point? Could easily be seven yeah. right here at six and zero uh, in the top ten easily. So Notre Dame is right. They passed. They're rushing the ball. That's the thing. They ran for three hundred forty-one yards on North Carolina. Held them to two hundred forty-six total yards. I think Notre Dame's starting to play Quinn. I think they could be yeah, in for a good so- season if they keep rolling. Yeah, outside of that Georgia game, they've blown everyone out. They've looked pretty good. The defense keeps on getting better. And uh, Wimbush got got hurt in that Miami-Ohio game. So they had a redshirt freshman, Ian Book, come in and play in that game yesterday. He played pretty well. The only problem was he had two picks, but... Besides that, he played really well and looks like we have a good backup. And so, yeah, now they get the week off and uh, and then uh, and then they get USC. And the defense in that North Carolina game, that's the best they look. Granted, it was against a bad North Carolina offense, but they looked really well. So I'm pretty excited for well, the USC game well, I like at home. It. I like it. They went on the road to Michigan State, beat them by 20 points. I mean, they they have a very good defense. They put up 19 points on a Georgia defense that's probably one of the top in the country. So now let's reevaluate Notre Dame the next six games. And, and I look at them, and I'm like, okay, USC at home. I think Notre Dame will be a slight favorite and win that game. Uh, and NC State at home, they'll win that game. Wake Forest at home, they'll win. At Miami, November 11th, I really think Notre Dame by then will be really clicking. I don't think Miami is going to beat them. So it's going to come down to Stanford at the end of the year. I mean, hell, if Notre Dame goes 11-1 and win, they're in the playoff. I don't I don't think there's really any arguing that. Yeah, I don't want to get that far ahead. <laughs> uh, because... well, I know, but it's, it's kind of start, it's time to start looking at that because – Especially if you beat USC, 
I mean, you beat USC in two weeks after a bye week, then hell, it's, I mean, it's, it's for real. I mean, all of a sudden, it's, I mean, I was looking at Notre Dame's schedule earlier in the year, and I even thought they would beat Georgia. And I, I saw three losses at least. I saw uh, USC, Miami, and Stanford. Those were three losses, and now – I can see them win at least two of those games. I mean, the one that I think I would question is probably the the Miami or Stanford game being on the road, but, hell, Notre Dame's playing very well right now. And I like their coach. I know a lot of people don't like Brian Kelly. I think he's a phenomenal football coach. I just don't think he gets enough credit because he's at Notre Dame. And the <laughs> well, well the, the thing that I love is after that 4-8 and eight season, he reevaluated everything. He looked at everything. He brought in a new strength and conditioning coach. He brought in two new coordinators, and he said, "All right." And then he and then he told, I mean, he let the offensive coordinator do the play calling, but he assessed what he had at running back, what he had in tight ends, and the offensive line. And he said, "We're going to be a power running team." And he even says, like. I don't know what took me so long to notice that we should do that, but I finally realized that this team is built to be a power running team. And so, I mean, I think in how many games is it? Like four four of the six or something like that, they've rushed for over 300 yards. I mean, they're one one of the best rushing teams in, in the nation right now. Yeah. If I told if Auburn and Notre Dame played in the playoff first, who would you who would you pull for, Quinn? I would pull for Auburn, but it'd be hard. But yeah, it'd be a I tough mean, one. I'd, it'd be kind of win-win for me either way. But yeah, I'd I'd, pro, I'd be rooting for Auburn. Well, here was a point spread a couple weeks ago. USC favored seven and a half at Notre Dame. I just don't see that. I mean, I think that line will come in at Notre Dame favored a couple points in this game. I, I just I don't see USC being favored in in South Bend right now. I just don't. Maybe I'm wrong. I could I could be wrong. I could I could see it close. I could see it being like a one or two point favorite for either way, or it even being a pick them. I could see it being like yeah. that. I I think it's very much a 50-50 game. But, I mean, I think it might come down to who wants it more. And, and this Notre Dame group has wanted it all season long. I mean, Coach Kelly really stretched of going out there against Michigan State and just showcasing what they were. Now, granted, uh, USC is – has the talent that Notre Dame has and maybe even a little more talented mm-hmm. so it's a little bit different but I think Notre Dame is, is going to want it really really bad especially after losing yeah. last year and getting beat pretty good last year so we'll see I agree I agree. Well, let's bring Cuervo on real quick before we go we'll see what Cuervo's got to say Cuervo welcome buddy Hey, hey, Brian. How you doing, man? Oh, good, man. You caught us at the end. 
Yeah, I know, I know. I was uh, I was cleaning the house up and stuff, and I was like, oh, crap. I was like, Brian's been off for almost an hour now. Let me call him. <laughs> yeah, at least call in and say hello. Time flies when you're having fun, doesn't it, Cuervo? It does. It does. I, lo- I lose track of time every time. Yeah, don't we all? But, man, it's uh, I didn't see that Oklahoma game coming yesterday, man. I don't know if you did, but. I never would have. I mean, I never would have guessed that Oklahoma was about to lose as a thirty-plus point favorite. They said that was the worst upset over an FBS versus FBS team. Sometimes you have an FCS team upset somebody, but Cuervo, give me your give me your thoughts on the the college football weekend that you saw. Well, I mean, yeah, I think you have to start off with the upset of Oklahoma. Uh, you know, losing to Iowa State the way they did. Uh, you know, and, and on top of that, it was at home, so it was kind of, it was kind of uh, interesting how. And, and you brought this up too, where every year it seems like they tend to let a game go at home, and it totally it doesn't take them out of the race because they find a way to get back in, but it really puts a damper on their season. So it, it, it's happened the past couple of years now. Uh, they've lost to they've lost to like PCU or, you know, recently I think they lost to Texas a couple of years ago, uh, when they were unranked. So it, it's it's been interesting how Oklahoma looks good the first month and then come October it's like they always drop a game that you don't expect. So uh, on top of that, I mean I yeah. think that um, you know the, the I think the Michigan State upset of Michigan was pretty surprising. Um, so I think the upsets were really the big talk yesterday uh, because we haven't really seen any upsets yet. We didn't see any in the month of September, and now in the first week of October, um, well, actually, uh-huh. I guess it'd be the second week, we've seen oh, what, yeah. two or three upsets just yesterday alone. Oh, yeah, let me get this in. I remember Sonny saying that he thought Notre Dame would either lose to Michigan State or Boston College, and then here goes his Michigan team at home losing to Michigan State, <laughs> where Notre Dame went into Michigan State's house and beat them by 20 points. And that game was never in doubt. But yet Michigan at home can't even beat Michigan State. <laughs> and Sonny even said, Sonny even said Georgia was going to make the playoff. I'm like, the hell they will. <laughs> They're not going to make the playoff, Cuervo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. They're, I mean, they're they're looking really good right now. I'm not saying they're that they're going to make the playoffs, but I think if they beat Florida and they go into the SEC championship game undefeated, I still think even if they lose, um, who's to say that the voters aren't going to give them a shot? I mean, we've seen it happen before, where where a team that you're like, man, they don't they don't deserve to get in. But they get in anyways. It happens every year. So, I think if Georgia is undefeated when they go into that SEC championship game, if they make it, uh, depending on how the outcome of that game is, I think, I mean, who's to say that they don't get voted in still? Yeah, I think Georgia's season comes down to Auburn. I mean, I think if they, I think they'll beat Florida, but if they go on the road and beat Auburn, well, either way, I think, no, they're, their game is going to be the SEC championship. No. They can lose to Auburn, win the SEC championship, and they're in. But 
they lose right. to Bama in the SEC championship, they're out. That's just well, more I think, Auburn, I think whoever gonna, they play. I think I think you'd better you'd have a better argument say last year, but now that the Big Twelve has a a legit Big Twelve championship, they're going to have a legit conference champion. Um, that could be the difference between Georgia getting in and Georgia not getting in. Uh, I don't know if you guys agree with that, but you look at the Power Five now, all five of them, if I'm not mistaken, have now have a championship game. So it's kind of like, you know, not only is one of the conferences going to be left out, but, but if you have a shot at two in the same conference getting in, they may they may turn around and say, well, you know, you guys begged for the Big Ten to have a championship game, so that way they have a chance to get in. And now that they have a chance to get in, you don't want to let them in because a Georgia is there or uh, an Auburn is there or something like that where, you know, the, the Big 12 now has a championship yeah, game. But- so it's kind of like we're, we're back to square one where, okay, which one is the right four that you get in? So – yeah, but they're just not that good. That's the problem. Like, even Oklahoma, oh, I just say if they win the conference and, and you look at them, you can't forgive to me. If you're looking at just say Georgia lost to Auburn, just say they lost to Bama by a field goal. They were 12-0. and 0. They lost to Bama. Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State or somebody or TCU in the championship game and lose, having that 30-plus point favorite loss against Iowa State, how do you forgive that when you're comparing teams like – like Bama or Oklahoma versus Auburn or Georgia, somebody that's played a real tough schedule, and they lost the teams that were in the top five maybe, but they didn't lose to them uh, Eastern Tennessee State or something, you know? Yeah, and we've seen that in the past where it's come back to haunt teams that are are on the bubble to get in. Uh, you know, the year that TCU and, and, and Baylor um, – we're fighting to get in, and then neither one of them winds up getting in. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it comes down to, like you said, I mean, it's just can a loss be forgiven, especially if it's, if it's early in the season. You know, if the ones that are later in the season, you, you, can, you can kiss your opportunity goodbye. It's not going to happen. But the ones that lose early in the season, you know, do they – still have a chance well it comes down to well who did you lose to how bad was the loss you know things like that so it's going to be interesting to see if Oklahoma can find their way back into the conversation and then when it comes down to it let's say they win the Big 12 let's say they wind up winning the Big 12 outright um you know what they do from here on out is it going to be enough to get the votes is it going to be enough to say all right you know, maybe it was just that one bad day that they had. Look what they've done since. Now, if they continue to struggle and they have bad games and and they're they're losing uh, or they're they're winning the games where they're twenty to thirty point favorites and they're winning by three points, mm-hmm. then I think that's when you you have to tell yourself, you know what? I don't think Oklahoma is the team that that should get in, but. Well, you know, I don't have a vote, unfortunately. So that's the way I. See I think it, if you look at, I think if you look, if Ohio State continues to do well, Cuervo, just say Ohio mm-hmm. State wins, they they go eleven and one. Oklahoma goes eleven and one. I think at that point you would have to say, okay, 
I've got to put Oklahoma in right now ahead of Ohio State just because of that. They beat, they went to Ohio State and pulled their pants down and spanked them. That's really what Oklahoma did. It's easier to say to me, okay, you had a bad day against Iowa State. You just had a bad game. But then but you beat Ohio State on the road by double figures. I mean, to me, I think Oklahoma still has a shot, just like you said, especially if they went out and win the conference championship game. And they're going to play TCU or Oklahoma State. So that's going to be a big game, won't it? I mean, if, if they can win out, I think Oklahoma's in. But it's going to – I think Ohio State has to have a good season the rest of the way too. Well, and not just have a good season, Brian, but I mean like like convincing – like even even against Michigan, even though Michigan just lost, uh, I think they have to go to the big house or, or yeah to to Ann Arbor, and I think they have to like dominate that game, or else you're still going to have that question of eh, I don't know is this Ohio State legit? Are they you know I, I think not just that, but obviously they got to take care of business in the Big Ten championship. But I think that game against Michigan is going to be the one that determines if Ohio State really has a chance or not. Just because it's at the end of the year, it's their rivalry, and I expect Michigan to bounce back as well uh, from losing you know, this game. I don't think they're going to lose another game until they play Ohio State. Uh, they'll, they'll be undefeated going into that game. Uh, uh, Penn State. They'll still have that one. They'll still have that one. I think they'll beat Penn State. I think they'll be Penn State. I think it's at Penn State. They're not going to beat Penn State. Michigan doesn't have an I think they will. Are are you talking about Michigan? I don't. I I think Ohio State No, I think Penn State wins, beats Michigan. He thinks that Michigan is going to beat Penn State. So it's a conference game, man. It's a... Kind of a rival game. And and when it comes to picking Big Ten football, good luck. I mean, I can't pick crap in the Big Ten. I suck trying to pick point spreads in the Big Ten. It's a, I'll never say never when it comes to the Big Ten, especially Michigan, because they'll come out one week and look good. I don't think they'll beat Penn State, but they could. But Cuervo, real quick while we have you on here, number mm-hmm. one, do you think, if Butch Jones loses to South Carolina this Saturday, will he get fired before the Bama game the following week? Um, no. It just just looking at the history of Tennessee, they don't fire coaches midseason. Um, they may announce it uh, towards the end, like around you know November when they played like the Kentucky or the Vanderbilt game that they're going to let him go, just like when Fulmer, when that happened to Fulmer. But um, I, Tennessee has, has never done that midseason. So I think I, I think they'll keep it in-house. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen during, during the season. And, and since you're a Tennessee fan, who, who would you want – who would you want uh, the athletic director to possibly look at for replacement? Well, well, Quinn, I mean, I, 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 if I have to be realistic, John, I, uh, <laughs> well, that that's not that's that's my fantasy pick. Uh, that that I don't think that's <laughs> very realistic, though. It's not. I don't think it's very realistic, guys. I mean, as much as I would love to see. Oh, Chucky come in and, and take care of uh, 
business at the university, they're probably going to go with a guy that, for all I know, nobody's heard of before. Probably an off, an offensive coordinator from some school. Uh, I mean, who, who the hell knows? Cuervo, because one thing about Butch Jones is he's gotten better every year with his record, but he can recruit. So if you fire him and you can't replace somebody better than him, what's the point of firing him and paying him all that money? I mean, that's stupid. Well, I, I think the problem is that people in Knoxville, they love to hit that panic button. And when you learn, you lose certain games and you learn, lose in certain ways, like the, like the fact that they lost to Florida, yes, it makes Tennessee fans sick to their stomach. But the way they lost that game – is what really is pissing people off is, you know, you, how do you allow, and it wasn't even a Hail Mary. Mary. It was just, it it, it wasn't even a Hail Mary, Brian. It was just, it was a pass play. Yeah, it was a deep ball and there was no one there to cover it. You cannot lose games like that. And then last, last Saturday, you lose 41, nothing at home to Georgia. Like, you don't even put a point up. Not a single point was scored in that game. So, the way you lose to Florida, then you turn around and you get smoked at home and get shut out against Georgia, I mean, that's two, you know, divisional games that, you know, you you embarrassed yourself. So, that's why... You know, people are hitting the panic panic button right now, is because they think the best solution is to just let them go. And I'm right with you, Brian. I always say it. I say if you're going to fire a coach, if you're going to bench a quarterback, if you're going to get rid of your quarterback, like in the NFL, you better be ready to replace them with somebody better, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it's not it's not going to benefit you in the end if if you just say, well, at least we got rid of this guy. You know, I mean, that's why Marvin Lewis has a job in Cincinnati. If they if they fire Marvin Lewis, who are they going to replace him with? Yeah, so, like yeah. and, and I'm I'm guilty too. I'm not going to blame Auburn fans, all of them, but I was getting frustrated with Malzahn too. And I thought about it like, if you fire a coach that's recruiting top ten and and it's got you in a position to to be in relevant games at the end of every year to advance, and you fire him. Who are you going to get at Auburn? And I can't think of anybody that would. Auburn's not as it's a good job, but it's not uh, Tennessee, it's not Alabama, it's not you know LSU right now for some reason. So I think sometimes, like Quinn said, people hit the panic button. You said it a minute ago, hit the panic button, then you end up in a worse situation. But real quick before we go, Cam Newton today, we're going to talk about that performance real quick. Your opinion, Cuervo, and then I want to go back to his comments that with the media this week, Cam Newton came out and said that he meant it as a compliment. That's what I thought too, you know, when I was, because I know Cam a little bit, when he said it, it sounded bad. But what did you think about Cam's performance today on the road against Detroit? Everybody thought he was going to crumble because of all the media. But Cam Newton, it seems like when adversity hits in his personal life, the different things, he seems to have his best games, Cuervo. I was really impressed with him today. Yeah, just, just some guys are like that, Brian. And, and for Panther fans, I mean, 
I don't know if I should say you guys are lucky to have a quarterback like Cam where he performs better under <laughs> pressure or in adversity, but but man, I mean, if 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 that's the case, then I mean, I don't know. I I don't know if it maybe being in the in the news every week is a good thing, but I mean, I, I, the way he played today was great. I mean, it just kind of feels like all right, he's got it again. He's back, like he's back. You know, Carolina's gonna they're gonna get back on the on the uh, you know in the direction that they went two years ago when he won the MVP. Um, I think what I really like the most is that he really got everybody involved in that game. It wasn't just one guy, even though the stats may tell you differently. Uh, Ed Dixon, the tight end, had almost 200 receiving yards. <laughs> but if you look, if you look all crazy. around, I mean, you know, Benjamin had a touchdown. Funches had a touchdown. McCaffrey had a touchdown. Like, I mean, the ball was just going everywhere, and that's what you got to do to, to you know, play in this in the NFL and, and win games. You have to mix it up and get everybody involved. You can't be, you know, what the Detroit Lions were two or three years ago when it was all about Calvin Johnson or, uh, you know, I mean, look at the Giants. Look at the Giants right now. I mean, I'm sure you guys talked about that earlier. I mean, that, that team's a hot mess because of, of uh, what happened with Odell and, and all the focus was on Odell. So, and and, and, and I'll even event. take it a step further. Yeah, it's bad over there. I'll even take it a step further. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers lost today because of Antonio Brown and him throwing his little temper tantrum last Sunday. It has everything to do with it, I think. If you think about it, if you watch that game, Ben Roethlisberger was forcing a lot of passes to Antonio Brown, double coverage sometimes even triple coverage, and look what it resulted in. Zero touchdowns, five interceptions. So, you know, when, when – I think Pittsburgh's when, problem was was when they that guy came out and came out for the national anthem by himself. It seemed like, Cuervo, after that happened, it, that team went to crap. Am I missing something there? Or, I mean, it just seems like they were – they just went to crap. Um. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it might have, you know, there might be a difference in opinion there, and, and I get it, and the coach was, was butthurt about it. But let me tell you, um, anybody that anybody on that football team that got upset with him about it should really look in the mirror and and question their, their themselves as as a man because – you're talking about a, a guy who who served the country, who went out there and, and um, you know, defended the country. I mean, he was an Army Ranger. He was an Army Ranger. So yeah. to sit there and, and, and say that he was wrong because the rest of the team didn't – the hell with the rest of the – the rest of the team didn't, didn't deploy for, you know, eight months, ten months away from their family, a year, because a lot of times the Army guys, they deploy for a year. So – I didn't see their. I didn't see them in uniform. I didn't see them leaving their families for a year like he did. So, the hell with you. If, yeah. If you disagree with him doing, you know, wanting to stand for the, you know, for the American colors and the national anthem, he's earned that right to do that. 
Yeah, and I think Quinn was right about Ben Roethlisberger being a little too old. He's getting older and age is catching up with him. But I asked Quinn a question earlier. Who's the best quarterback in the NFL? He thinks Brady is. I think Rodgers is. Who do you think is the best quarterback right now? Um, Cam Newton. Oh, no, I'm, just, I'm joking, Brian. Yay, uh, I love that answer. <laughs> I'll tell you what, he's playing. He's playing like a top five right now in all reality. But yeah, he's um, got to mature, though. I mean, like, I'm not falling in the trap anymore. Um, he's going to have to mature before I do it. I mean, they got to play Philadelphia this week, this Thursday night. That's going to be a tough game to play the Eagles. Uh, seems like they play better away from home than they do at home. But I just think Rodgers is younger right now. Aaron Rodgers is younger. I think he's a better quarterback today mm-hmm. just today yeah i mean are you saying who's the best in the league right now or who's playing the best is there's a difference who's the best quarterback in the league right now yeah i mean it it, it it makes me sick to my stomach to say it but i would have to go aaron Rodgers. um i mean he's the most consistent he makes every throw you need you know you could ask of um but I'll tell you what, though. Who do I think is playing the best right now? Probably something you may not want to hear going into this Thursday game, Brian, but Carson Wentz. I mean, I, there's something about him that that tells me he's going to be in this league for a long time. And i tell you, I was wrong about him because a guy coming out of, what was it, North Dakota? Like, I, I mean, how – how often do guys like that really pan out in this league? It's very rare. Like, there's not many Joe Flacco's out there when you, you go to Delaware and you become something in the league. And, and I know he's not playing the best right now, but he is a Super Bowl champ, so you got to give him that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Carson yeah. Wentz with the North Dakota, it's, it's, it's crazy to think about, like, how, how well he has picked the game up how fast he's done it. I mean, he's, he's well, this game right is, now, I think for a Thursday night game, you've got two of the best teams in the NFL playing. Oh, it's especially in the NFC. Yeah. You got a four and one, two, four and one teams, green Bay's four and one. I mean, I, I think Carolina win this game by probably a point or two, maybe three, but it's going to be, it's going to be tough to be Philly right now. I mean, they're, they're good on the road. They're good. I mean, they're just good. I mean, they're just a very good football team right now. They're tested. I'm going back to their schedule real quick just to, to run back a few. But Carolina winning those two road games back-to-back could be the difference of them getting in the playoffs or not. You know how the NFL is. But they beat the Redskins on the road to start the season. They lost to the Chiefs on the road by a touchdown. They beat the Giants. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Cardinals. I mean, they're doing everything they're supposed to, but now they got to go to Carolina mm-hmm. on a Thursday night. And that's where Cam comes in, his inconsistency to me. It worries me a little bit. He had a great game. How's he going to follow that up? That's the key. Right. And, you know, I mean, and, and honestly, I think this is the either the second best or the best defense that they're going to face so far this year being Carolina. Uh, you can make the argument, you know, is Kansas City's defense better or whatever. It's 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 between them and and you know the Panthers of which defense is the best one that they face so far this year. So and this this is going to be a game that is going to really for both teams. 
I think, really see what they're made of and, and whether they're going to be a playoff-type team. I'm not saying that this game is going to determine if they make the playoffs or not, but I think this is a game where if you make the playoffs, what should you expect if you're an Eagles fan or a Panthers fan? Yeah, and I, I expect Carolina to win this football game at home. I mean, that's if you're a true playoff team, you win your home game. I mean, you, if you're going to be a big boy, that's the thing. If you're going to beat Green Bay in the playoffs, you better – these games matter, Cuervo. You have to beat them in the regular season, to, and Carolina gets a chance to play them. you got to get that home field advantage because if you go on the road in the wild card, you're probably not going to make it too far in the playoffs. You've got to get home field advantage so you can play Dallas, you can play Green Bay, you can play Philly at home and not have to go on the road in the playoffs. Well, but guys, we've got to wrap it up. Uh, go ahead, Cuervo, before we go. Yeah, yeah, no, what I was going to say is, I mean, both of these teams right now are, are leading in their division. So, I mean, if the playoffs were to start next week, uh, these teams would either both have a home game or, um, you know, I mean, they'd be facing each other. But I think right now they both have a home game or, or maybe even – actually, they might have a bye week because – with Green Bay, Carolina, and Philly all having one loss, um, you know it's it's going to be two of those three that obviously have a bye week. So it's it's you know you talk about the home field. I mean, right now the, all three of you guys are on pace to to be fighting for that for those bye weeks mm-hmm. and, and those top divisional spots. So um, it's do you guys play Green Bay this year? I I, I don't see the schedule. Yeah. Yeah, Green Bay and Carolina. Well, that's going to be a good one, too. Towards the end of the season. Towards the end. I've got a lock for you next weekend. Take Denver at home, minus nine and a half against the Giants. Uh, oh, gosh. man, that's I mean, going to be jump on that. If you don't jump on that, you're a fool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing about the, the NFL it will make you look like a fool a lot when you think you got it. It'll, it'll kick you, kick you yeah. in the face. But guys, I'm gonna try to do this show by Thursday, Wednesday, or Thursday. If y'all are interested, it'll probably be around same time, seven, seven thirty, somewhere around in there. So um, I'll keep Sounds y'all updated. Good. Hopefully, y'all can join me. We can talk some football. But guys, everybody, take care. Um, thanks for everybody that joined in tonight, Jason. I know you didn't get a chance to to get in. Uh, You hung up earlier, but everybody take care. Have a great evening. God bless, and we'll see you later this week.